0: Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where we read every chapter on Shonen Jump's website that came out this week, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week, we read Flame of Wreck of Volume 6. Yeah, more tournament arc. Yeah, it was exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. Even more Yu Yu Hakusho than before. Yep. Eventually, it's just going to become Hunter x Hunter. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I did recently read a thing on Hunter Hunter in which it said that he's the creator of uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and the wife of the creator of Sailor Moon. But he's best known for two things. Creating Hunter Hunter and not creating Hunter Hunter. Yes. Yes. We got yet another new series this week and we have a full 21 chapters. I think that's a record. I think we've hidden that much before
1: once like it was like there was a special one shot in one of the...
0: That could be things. I think we've been up this big, but it's definitely big. And we will start with the brand new series, Me and Roboco, Chapter One, Bondo and Roboco. What did you think of this series, Kevin? You're making, <laughs> yeah, you're I'm making things making it, that don't come through on the podcast, yes. but I agree with you. It's okay,
1: kind of... Kind of weird, Shonen Jump is definitely taking a comedy turn.
0: Yeah, I said that before, but it really feels like an editorial choice right now, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it definitely feels like uh, basically every new series that they've greenlit has been a comedy series.
0: Except for Time Paradox. Yeah. And Bone Collection felt like it wanted to be Shonen, but either the creator has chosen to or has been forced to skew out comedy. Yeah. The real problem with this one, I think, is it's such a similar premise on the surface to Magu-chan. Another one I didn't super like, but I don't yep. think this one is nearly as inventive or good.
1: No, I it seems kind of weird.
0: The premise is that in the future, everybody has hot made robots to take care of everything for them. They're more cute than hot, I think, because yeah. the kid is a young kid. He's poor, though, so he can't afford one. There is some okay humor with some bullies being like, you can't even afford one. He's like, you're right, I can't. They're like, oh, now I actually feel sorry for you. Here, let's help you. And he's like, no, you being earnest and sad for me makes it worse. Yeah, I did. That was
1: probably my favorite part of the chapter was, especially when he's explaining it to his mom. He's like, mom, we got to get a robot. My friends are nice to me, being nice to me, being poor. Isn't that a good thing? No, it's the worst thing ever.
0: Ah, uh, My favorite part was the joke about Nappa that appears out of nowhere. It's like, now for a joke from Dragon Ball Z, abridged. We we'll yes. now return you to me and Roboco. Anyway, so they order a maid, but it's a fat maid, and it's not good at anything. And it seems like it's something mysterious might be going on.
1: Yeah, because it's ridiculously strong, which is why it tends to be bad at everything.
0: Yeah, it makes him very manly rice instead of Amu rice.
1: Yeah, and it's very Manly Rice's rice with just the ketchup bottle and the soda that he wanted just sh- shoved into the rice.
0: I mean, it really didn't do much for me. No. I'll be honest. The Napa joke's okay.
1: The Napa joke's okay, and like I said, the, the bit where the friends are like, Ha you're poor. Yeah, I'm too poor to afford a maid. Oh, that, that's right. Hey, I know it's not much, but I've got some money, maybe.
0: Yeah. I just, like I said, this isn't necessarily what I want from Shonen Jump, but even... Like, the comedy we have is all, I think, better than this. Yeah. Which brings us into One Piece, chapter 984. My Bible. Hey, is Kaido just, like, morally the best villain that's ever been in One Piece? Uh, like, this this is pretty great. He respects Odin. He respects his son's gender choices. What am I supposed to hate about Kaido? He's a... Like, he, he drinks a lot? But, he drinks a lot, and... But he doesn't seem to abuse his son.
1: No. Like, he doesn't seem to be a bad person like the one thing you can hate about kaido is the like the usage of the smile fruit yeah kinda. i guess that's true like he's done some bad things but like him as a person honestly doesn't seem that bad which and they, is weird and they
0: throw so much of it on orochi too right so yeah that's kind of why i didn't think of the smile fruit thing but you are right he has like force killer to eat one of them for example yeah It actually reminds me a lot of the Ennis Lobby arc, which, you know, is my favorite One Piece arc. Yeah. But the thing I think is weak about it is the villains, because Rob Lucci taking, you know, orders from... I can't even remember the wimpy Marine Captain's name. Yep. But, like, that just lessens him as a villain, especially compared to the really hateable One Piece ones. That said, I do like this about Kaido. I'm not trying to critique it, really. I just found it super interesting. Mm -hmm. This chapter, I honestly thought was kind of... Eh, like it was fine. It was One Piece until the ending reveal, Yeah, which is super, super strong. Uh, It definitely has room to go bad, but most of it is Kaido's son, whose name I didn't write now. It starts with a Y. I know that. Yeah, I can't remember it. Just be like, hey, Luffy, we need to talk. And Luffy's like, I do not have time for another One Piece flashback right now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But he's like, come on. I just need like five minutes, please and they're running away from the two guys that are chasing them. Guy can, and girl. Yes. Uh, guys is gender neutral. on okay. my head. Who are also some of my favorite characters. Like they're, they're very good minor villains. I, guess yes. I would say. I wanted to see Luffy punch these guys. We also see Robin and Jinbei have infiltrated the party with a bunch of the samurai, which yep. is very good, but it's just kind of checking in on them. There's some checking in with Marco. Yeah, and they're they've cuz
1: they've got Momosuke like up on a cross basically yes but it's not it's not an actual cross it's like it's a rack i think that's the the term for it where it's like an x pattern that Mm -hmm. he's been staked to and they're kind of like all right so do we like go to help him now so it kind of shows them like we obviously we need to save momosuke but how exactly do we do that without ruining the whole plan
0: Uh uh-huh kaido's got an announcement i don't know if it's the big mom thing or this is supposed to be like a teasing
1: Yeah, I don't know. Cuz I think like I think he's already made the big mom announcement.
0: I don't know if he, like he's definitely told his crew. I don't know if he's told Orochi yet or if like this is like a public announcement of it. Yeah. That was my thought. But also, it doesn't really make sense the way it's drawn in the story here. Yeah,
1: I think it's an it's going to be another announcement.
0: Yeah. Also, so Kaido's son gets Luffy alone in a room and he's like you have one minute. He's like, "Okay, cool. I have modeled my life after Kozuki Oden." Because I think he's great. I got his journal that has all these important things about that time he hung out with Gold Roger and <laughs>
1: went to White. the Grand Line. <laughs> yep.
0: um, very important information. I can offer it to you because I want to be just like him. And then he takes off his mask and has boobs. And yep. Luffy's like, I thought you were his son. He's like, And he's like, Kazuki Odin was a man, so I want to be a man. Yes. Which is not... I have met a lot of transgender people who are very much like that. Mm -hmm. Like that is their like my idol is this and that's a masculine form. So that's why I identify as male. It's not all the transgender people I have met. And I'm a terrible person to be analyzing transgender politics in a story. Yeah. But this like I just felt worked really, really well. Yeah. Like it's super. Like I said, it read to me as like, yeah, that is how at least some trans people are. And I hope it continues to treat him this well. Because, yep. you know, especially when you get through that culture barrier, this can go bad very easily.
1: Yes. I think Japan's a lot more accepting about it.
0: They are and they aren't. It's it's a very, like, they're more of accepting of, like, drag culture, for example. Yeah. But that is also seen as, like, an act. So, like, when it's somebody actually committing to it, it can be problematic. Mm-hmm. It is a thing where, you know, like, all of these, you know, tense political issues. Yes, they're better about it in some ways, but also they're worse about it in other ways. So, yeah. but I really liked this reveal. I do wonder if Luffy's going to throw that book in the ocean just yelling no spoilers. But <laughs> it could also have some very important information or just get the Straw Hats ca- caught up with the audience since we know a bunch about this stuff now. Yeah. that they do not.
1: Yeah, that could be nice. I just had the the kind of moment of uh oh, hey, there's the princess. When, that, when the reveal happened of, like, here's the
0: One Piece. Yeah. Luffy has found the princess of this island. See, and that's the thing I'm worried about, is, like, when I, like, stood up, like, I was super happy about this. And then when I thought on it later, going over my notes, I remembered Rebecca and how she's this cool gladiator lady who does nothing in the story. Yeah. And, like, just needs to be saved. And I'm afraid it, it, this character could go that way. But also, Vivi is a very good example of that in the same series. So. Yeah. It could go either way. I just hope it's more the latter. Luffy has two opponents to fight, so they could tag team them, and that would be pretty cool. Yep. And that's where I think this is going. Yeah, and we've um, shown
1: that Kaido's son is very strong.
0: Yes. Also, clearly, he wants to join Luffy the way that Odin joined Roger. Yes. But Luffy's already got a swordsman and a half on his crew, so balance-wise, I don't know if that works or not. Uh, he's also, the straw hats are at 10, and Luffy says at the beginning of the series he wants 10 crewmates. Mm-hmm. Now, if you count Luffy in that, that's 10. But he also, he has room for one more if you don't count him.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Most of the princesses don't end up staying with the crew.
0: Yeah. Like, all of the princesses like, like don't end up. Vivi is the swerve, right? Where you expect her to, given yeah. the way she's been built up and well, the way One Piece because, works. Well, and
1: especially because she's been with the crew yeah. for a very long time.
0: Uh-huh. I think Rebecca is with them for more chapters, but that's just because of the spiral of One Piece getting longer and longer. Yeah. And I'm not sure about that. I just think so. Yeah, it's I just like meant I
1: Vivi was actually like yeah. on adventures with them, as opposed to Rebecca, I don't think, ever set foot on the ship.
0: Yeah, that's true. So yeah, very excited about this One Piece chapter. Very similar to this My Hero Academia chapter, number 277. Who? What did you think of this chapter of My Hero, Kevin?
1: I liked it. This was This was a good chapter of My Hero for me.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree. Like I said, I had some like kind of f feelings about last week's, but mm-hmm. this is what I wanted to get to, and I'm glad we're here. Some really good Bakugo stuff in this with him using Deku as bait. And yeah, that was definitely
1: one of the one of the high points of like they're kind of setting it up like, yeah, hey, it's Deku versus Tomura, yeah. and then with that amazing panel of him doing the the giant shot downward of like he was just the bait.
0: Well, and especially Tomura's like, yeah, I don't care about you anymore, Bakugo. Yep. Bakugo's like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's super good. I really like the, like, All for One is in Tomura's head, kind of, yeah for some reason. And Tomura's like, hey, shut up. I want to be better than you. Which is actually kind of what All for One wants, too. At least that's what he told All Might. Yes. So that's a super interesting dynamic. Yeah. I'm assuming
1: it's probably going to be something along the lines of, because, like, All for One is still a separate entity at this point. So it's like his will got transferred to Tomura, so Tomura needs to overcome it.
0: And he seems to even in this chapter. Yeah. But I do like it as a parallel.
1: Yeah, where he was like, wait, why am I so driven to get Deku? Like, I'm going to be better than you.
0: I also love the bit where Endeavor's like, you guys are here. Where's my son? Why isn't he in this story? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Do we know where we've Shoto seen him? Is? He, he, he's with the evacuation. Okay. He was with them, but that he did not follow them when. They
1: yeah, peeled I, off. I knew that.
0: I kind of expected him to after that last arc and with Endeavor around.
1: But he, they might still have him show up.
0: I would like for him and Ochako to get something to do this arc, like something meaningful. Yeah, it doesn't have to be showing up here. That could be yeah. fights outside of that. But I feel like. Both of those characters kind of need something like that at this point. Yeah. I mean, Todoroki can probably sh- sit on the shelf for an arc and be fine. Mm-hmm. But Ochako really needs it. Ida needed it like three storylines ago. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say? Uh, in contrast to One Piece, the one part I didn't like about this was the cliffhanger, which isn't bad, mm-hmm. as Gigantomachi is showing up and Mount Lady trying to stop him. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just more of like Mount Lady... Falls just barely into the, like, Venn diagram of characters I care about. Yeah. She's, like, on the circle. Yes. But, like, it's just like, and over here, something less interesting. Don't you want to see about that? I'm like, yes, kind of. But I want to see more of this, actually.
1: Yeah, it's it's not specifically Mount Lady I want to see in that conflict. Like like you said, I, yeah. I do like Mount Lady, but it's the other people there. Like,
0: And, and I think Mount Lady getting run over to sell giganta strength makes sense and then yeah you have someone else stand up to her that said i don't know like like i just said i want to ochiko versus giganta could be a rad fight actually i was about to say i don't know why i want any of them to fight i'm like oh no that would be great actually
1: yep <laughs> i'm super strong <laughs> Whoop. have have fun up there
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i mean it's not really a fight it's the problem but it would still be rad yes yeah anything else you want to say on my hero that will bring us to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Depth Two, The Little Detective. Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin continues to be the best new jump series, non-time paradox Ghost Rider division. Yep, at least in my opinion. Yeah, what this, did you think about it?
1: I really liked it. I really like the crazy. This place is the den of sea crimes.
0: Yes, like it's got a very. We, we talked about how Bone Collection is going in a humor direction. I can see Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin swinging into a more action oriented thing kind of like mashal does yeah although i'd be more interested in that than i am with mashal because mashal is a great comedy protagonist and an incredibly eh shonen protagonist yeah whereas i feel like this cop is almost the reverse like he's he can do a lot of straight man comedy and he does yeah Um,
1: and well that's really what he's doing
0: yes but I feel like that works well for action from the beat people up and everyone around him is the crazy person. Yep. I love the daughter in this chapter and how she steals a police baton and jumps at him with it. Yeah, and oh. he's just he like takes he's like gonna take it like a
1: man until he realizes that it's a police baton and it's just on the ground like she she drop kicked me with the police baton. Where did you even get a police baton?
0: Yeah, yeah, Ocean Crimes is great. It's a bomb, is a joke just for me and my brother, but it was in here, and it's hilarious. I like, and like I said, the premise of this chapter is there's an octopus who's bombing places, yep. and he like evolves into a human, but also has tentacles still. Yeah, I did like the bit where, uh, so he evolves into the regular
1: human, and then after that, all the tentacles come out, and the guy's like, pick what kind of form you want to stay
0: in. I do love the line, evolving joints was a terrible mistake. <laughs> yes. Anything else we want to go over with a hard-boiled cop and dolphin? No. That will bring us into Dr. Stone, X equals 157, same time, same place. More of the Dr. Xeno flashback. Yeah, this is maybe starting to drag
1: on just a little bit.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought that with the first chapter. I like some, we at least get more Senku here, but it's stuff we already knew about Senku, right?
1: Yeah, so like, it's still fine, but I, like, you had the cool reveal three chapters ago now. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to have the one dude take the shot. I forget. Stuart.
0: I don't remember his name either. Special Forcesman.
1: Yeah. The sniper guy. Take the shot. It was like that. That's happened three chapters ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, I often get that feeling in one piece, too, but this is no one piece flashback, which is not to say it's terrible or anything. No, it's just I get the point. It's time to move on. Yeah. There's no gold Roger in this (laughs) flashback.
1: There isn't. And like, we're getting some cool stuff about the. The people that managed to survive, but I also love that the moment where Zeno was like, "Oh yeah, this thing's been happening," and they're like, "Wow, how did you figure out that figure that out so fast?" Oh, I didn't. It was some high school kid in Japan.
0: I did. Yeah, I did like that bit, and like again, it shows like a respect for Senkyu, But we yep. are, again, we got that last week. So. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Nope. That will bring us into Act Age Scene One Hundred Nineteen Actresses. I mostly remember what happened in it, but my notes are not helping. My first note is Paula. Oh, it's. Never mind. I know what that note is in reference to. I don't need to say anything about it. It's kind of a Sotsky focused chapter. Yeah. Or Chrysalis, where they're all like, okay, we're going to pattern our acting on you because you show up first. Yeah. Which means you can't drop the ball. Yeah. Well,
1: it's not just you can't drop the ball, regardless of how well we do. If we don't follow your character, then the entire. Drama will
0: fail. Well, and they're even like, hey, wouldn't we normally do it off Tamaki's because she's in it the most? Yeah. But then she's like, eh, I'm fine doing it this way. Well, even then, they were like, it makes sense that we
1: pattern it off of the youngest one who shows up first. Uh Uh-huh. Like, if we were all, like, part of me thinks, you know, oh, if you're all amazing actors, yes, you would pattern it off of the person who's got the most screen time. But doing it this way makes more sense because Chrysalis is the weakest of the actors, So it's like we should pattern off of her, that way at least we stay a contiguous character, as opposed to, oh, Kay and Tamaki can pull off something greater, but then Chrysalis doesn't, and it just looks weird.
0: There is some of that, but it's also very clearly them doing the, you know, anime training thing to her, where they're, like, trying to put all the weight on her to make her step up. Yes, and I really like the way that's shown here, especially beats where like they're on the beach and she's like, oh, I bet she came by here every day on the theater. And Kay's like, no, it's not really on the way. Yeah. It's like, it's fine to use your imagination for what we don't know, but yep. you have to stick to what we do. And she like notes it down and she's like, yes, I was just testing you and now I'm writing beach notes. Yes. <laughs> and I love, don't look at my notes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very good. Yes. Pretty much what I expected. Yeah. So- if you had told me on that first chapter of Act Age we read, this would be my, one of my favorite series in a couple of months, I would not believe you. That said, uh, if you told me, but Demon Slayer and Private's Neverland are going to be gone, I'd be like, well, I guess something has to be. Yep. One Piece is basically bi weekly now.
1: Yep. Although we did get One Piece and My Hero in the same chapter this Could week. Could
0: it be the legend? Yes. Not next week, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on Act Age? No. That will bring us to Maguchan, chan God of Destruction, Chapter 3, Naputaku the Mad. What did you think of Magu-chan this week? Eh. <laughs> My autocorrect changed it to Magu-can, <laughs> which is weird because I definitely write Chan a lot, and it usually is fine with that. Yep. I thought this was fine. It made me laugh a fair amount, like the clam digging contest. It's got that, let's put very high stakes on this incredibly mundane yeah. activity thing that really works for me. It does just kind of seem like the natural place to go, right? Mm-hmm. Although I do love that he's like, "You will sign my blood pact book if I win," and she's like, "I won." You have to be friends. He's like, "Yes." Now you must sign my blood pact. <laughs> yes, that part worked for me. I liked it, you know, fairly well. I'm trying to remember where I ranked it because we had to push off recording way later than we usually do this week, which I feel like I say every week, but yeah, this time it was really bad. Yes, yeah, I liked it just that worked for me a lot better than most of the other comedy series and as we talked about jump is mostly comedy yeah now
1: i just don't think maguchan's my kind of comedy
0: no i think i agree with you typically speaking but the last two have worked a lot better this is one that again i would not be super sad if it died on the vine although i like it way more than things like gravity boys or mm-hmm. me and rebecca for example which i feel like it, like i said has very similar premise but this one is much stronger yeah. Both in characters and taking that premise to the right level. Yeah. Next up we have Time Paradox Ghost Rider, chapter eight, message. You know, I'm terrified Time Paradox Ghost Rider is gonna go up in smoke, speaking of series getting cancelled.
1: Yeah. On the vine. I don't think so, but
0: I hope not. I'll put it that way. There's nothing like it in jump, and that according to Bakuman is an advantage. Yes.
1: Um, if they leverage it right.
0: Yeah. This chapter I definitely liked it. It ranked very high. But I have very similar critiques of last week's chapter. Yep. Where this is even more like, "Hey, let me spell it out for you, dummy." Yes.
1: But they still tagged in a couple of mystery elements, so I do like it.
0: Yeah, particularly I really like the bit where like the future sends them the winning lottery numbers. It's like, "Hey, yep. I know you refuse to use the profits from White Knight, so use these to get out of debt and just focus on making White Knight very good. You have to beat Aino's new series to save her. Yeah. Which at least doesn't mean he has to, like, knock her out. At least I hope not.
1: No, it kind of just mentions he has to beat her.
0: Yeah. Um, so, like,
1: maybe one of the reasons she dies is she gets the most popular series in Jump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the pressure of it just gets to her or something?
1: Yeah, the pressure of it just gets to her, or some crazy stalker, or one of the other manga artists gets really mad, something along that line.
0: It is heavily implied that it might be Aino who is sending these back. Yes. It's not, it's not confirmed, but it is implied. And also, they seem to have some you know, measure of control over the time stream, whoever is doing this. They can at least see multiple timelines. Yep. The bit that really worked for me, though, is the very end, speaking of, like, being number one and jump killing you, where he's trying to do it. And, like, he's drawing so hard he starts to bleed Mm -hmm. because he's digging into his uh, hand. Like, that's the sort of sinister element that really appeals to me Yeah. in this chapter that, like I said, is unfortunately in a lot of other ways exposition. Yeah. Although, if this is I know, it says a lot of interesting potential things about their relationship, which I do like to infer. So, like you said, there's some good mystery elements to it. I definitely still liked it. It went very high. Just not the best this series has been. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. Last but not least, we have We Never Learn." question 165, The Sleeping Beauty of the Literary Forest, part six. Is the first page of this literally a page we have already seen in We Never Learn"? I feel like I this is so. the exact page that the previous ski trip started, although that might have been his senpai whose name I can never remember.
1: No, I'm I'm pretty sure... Like, that. That's this has been the issue that I've been having with this arc the whole time. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, so this is like the ski trip, only now he's going to get trapped with Uraraka. Or Uraraka. He's going to get trapped with Furuhashi, which is like a, the typical Furuhashi plot yeah. of the two of them get trapped in a room together and have to sleep in the same bed or share warmth or are just stuck in a cramped space for whatever
0: reason. Yeah, I mean, I thought this worked a lot better than some previous chapters because of that, and this is at least a large deviation. Yeah. And at least we also now have Yu-Gi-Oh! being forlorn about his love because these two kids can't talk to each other.
1: Yeah, the one thing that, for whatever reason, this arc does not feel like, like the Ogata arc felt like it explained away the fact that he wasn't with Uraraka. Well, this one was just like, no, he decided to go to, you know, he reloaded his save and went for Furahashi this time.
0: I mean, I think the implication is that because of the extra time he spent with Furuhashi, he fell in love with her. It was just not very well done.
1: Yeah. L- like I said, it felt like this was the save scubbing of like what happens if I what what happens if I tell Uraraka no?
0: <laughs> and like to a degree, the Ogata one, I felt like in contrast to your point, I felt like that was the one thing it didn't address well is why he's not with Era Rocket in this timeline, but I was willing to buy it because buy into the premise. And yeah. The story gave me enough that I never like was upset about that.
1: Yeah. And for me, the it was kind of like because it jumped forward in time, it was like she gave him the confession, but he didn't, he didn't get the pressure he needed to go chase her down to the airport. So then she just went away and wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And then he started developing fearing like they just kind of were separated by distance and that's what changed their relationship and yeah. like and they kind of just it was like yeah th- this didn't happen versus since this one started before the confession it feels really weird that he was like no sorry but i'm in love with fumino
0: yeah i agree with you i just this felt better than this arc has felt the entire rest of the time to me cuz at gotcha. least it got back to like oh we never learn furashi yeah. story mm mm-hmm. mhm And the, like, tension is starting to build between them, at least. It's very melodramatic, but that at least makes sense to me for a Furuhashi story. Yeah. But I do agree with you overall. This continues to be the weakest by far of the timelines we have thus seen. Yep. Anything else you wanted to say on... I was going to say My Hero, but this is We Never Learned. Anything else you want to say on My Hero? That was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, nothing else on We Never Learned. All right. That will bring us into Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything we read from worst to best. At the very bottom is number 21. What do you have, Kevin? <laughs> I was going to say what I have cuz yep. I think it's what you have. I have Bone
1: Collection at 21. Oh, really? Okay. Yep.
0: It I just I've I'm not
1: been clicking with Bone Collection at all and this plot seem like especially the the dude who just kept saying samurai over and over again, like graded on me in not a good way. Like, I know there's characters that are grading and you're like, oh, you're supposed to be annoyed at this guy. I was like, but I wasn't really annoyed at this guy. I felt like this was like a, a mistranslation thing. It's not, but like, I was annoyed at him, not at his character, I guess. I. It's a weird way of putting it. I
0: think grading is actually a very good way to describe bone collection when you put it that way. Mm-hmm. I have it a bit higher than you, and I, that bit didn't bug me at all, actually. There are other things in this chapter that bothered me. That was just like, fine, this is this guy's thing. I've seen this in anime before. Yeah. Um, I have a Gravity Boys at 21. Uh, gotcha. I don't even remember what happened this week. I know. I oh, it's a flashback. It's, it's a, flashback. a one-piece flashback in a Gravity Boys.
1: Yep. And that's another reason it went slightly ahead of Bone Collection for me. Uh, it's my number 20. Because something actually happened in this. There was like, it's a flashback, and we're like explaining how the boys met. Okay, that that's actually like a storyline that like did something. Cool.
0: I have me and RoboKill at 20. Okay. Because uh, Napanese, but other than that.
1: Yep. I have Maguchan at number 19. Like I said, it's just, it's not my comedy, so. I didn't find it particularly funny. It probably also isn't helping that I'm currently reading not a very similar concept, but another story about a Chthonian horror living with a dude that's much better than this.
0: <laughs> I have bone collection at 19. Okay. I it, I like the direction it's going. It's going for a more in style, but it's not, it's kind of clubbing that in. Yeah. So I hope it gets better, but... I didn't like the world building we got here in particular. Yeah.
1: And
0: like I said, I think grading might be the right word for it. Even though I want bone collection to be good, it feels different from the other comedies. And I feel like jump needs some b- variety right now. Yeah. What do you have at 18?
1: I have me Tom at 18. Again, I, I didn't find this chapter particularly funny. Like it's Rena Haas, or Rena's super worried about parent teacher conferences. And so the entire cast shows up to be like, don't worry, we'll we'll go to your parent-teacher conferences for you, or with you.
0: I will say more about that in a bit. I have Mori King at 18. Okay. It just seems so similar to last week's chapter. Yeah. It, and it, you know, I like last week's introducing of this rival character, but this just seems like a very basic story to do with him.
1: Yeah. It's not much higher for me. I have Haikyuu at 17. Same. It's volleyball, boys. It's, they yeah, look it, good. They do a volleyball. Yep. And then I have marking King at 16 for a lot of the same reason. It's like you said, just kind of a very similar chapter. I do like that Shoto or Shota. Shoto.
0: Shoto. Uh, Shoko. I did like, I forgot, I just remember the ending of this chapter. Yes. Which I think is why it went above bone collection, actually. Yeah. For the, and the had gone home. home. Yeah. And she's just like uh, <laughs> texting with a friend. <laughs> and, and her mom's <laughs> like, what should we have for dinner? Yeah. I, was,
1: I liked that. Where they were like, haha ha. That and the beauty pageant yeah. competition where the, the woman's like, I'm so excited to see all the cute puppies. And she just sees two dudes <laughs> in
0: Speedos. Yeah.
1: I feel bad for that woman.
0: I've got Mission Yuzakura family at 16. Okay. It just seemed very disposable. And a lot of the interim Mission Yuzakura family chapters are like that. Mm-hmm. But this one wasn't particularly funny. No. And the action didn't do anything for me. And the, it spotlighted a character that I think has gotten plenty of screen time.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: the older brother. Yeah. What do you got at 15.
1: I have me a Robocoat 15, and it's really just for the joke about the his friends being nice to him. Like, at mm-hmm. first, they're like, ha you're poor. Oh, wait, no, you're poor. That, that's mean. Uh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Not, I'm so sorry for your loss, but, like, man, I
0: kind of I kind of feel bad for you. I, I've got some money. Uh... I've got Undead Unluck at 15. It's got some more Shonen stuff in it that I, you know, the sort of stuff I like. Unrepair versus Undead is an interesting matchup. Yep. I just find the character that they're saving n- not particularly likable. So,
1: Yeah, well, I, I haven't done Luck at 14 for a lot of the same reason. Like, as stupid as it sounds, uh, or as bad as this sounds for me, I actually like the villain's plan of, ooh, your power sounds interesting, but you kind of suck, so we're going to kill you and hope it goes to somebody better. It's very One Piece. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I like your Devil Fruit ability, but I don't like you, so I'm going to kill you. And then we'll go find the
0: devil fruit and give it to somebody else. Give it to my friend Bob here. Yes. Bob's always wanted a devil fruit. <laughs> I have Mashal at 14. Okay. Again, it's kind of shonen stuff. And like I've said before, Mashal is at his weakest when it's doing shonen stuff. But at least it's clever shonen stuff. Yeah, I have it at 13 for basically all the same reasons. I have Mitama at 13 because okay. I found the escalation of more and more people showing up to be like, I'll go to your peer and teacher conference arena. Rina. Especially when, like, the security, like, higher-ups show up. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like, stop.
1: we're here to convince your mom to let you join security.
0: Yeah. I don't think it sticks the landing. No. Like, the ending where, like, it's too obvious. It's just that, that you know, it's too cramped and they all get kicked out. But, like, all the building of the joke up to that, I think, mm-hmm. is progressively funnier. And there are some good page trend reveals. What do you have at 12? I've got Jujutsu Kaisen at 12. I was... Mostly confused,
1: but I think I was supposed to be. Or at least, like, I I meant to go, huh, what did that mean? With the guy killing himself? Yeah. Or the zombie killing himself, but I don't think his face is his when he does it. Or his, like, his eyes, because when he's a zombie, his eyes are, like, solid black with, like, white irises. Mm-hmm. And when he kills himself, he looks normal, and it makes it seem like maybe it was this guy's father- working through with him or some something or megami's dad because that's when he's like hey what's your name and he's like oh not not the clan ice it's like not the clan name i sent you to excellent you didn't sell out
0: yeah i don't know i i put jujitsu kaisen bit higher maybe because i'm used to being confused by it but i thought that was related to this guy is the main vil- not the main villain but that villain's son who gojo kind of adopted right
1: yeah okay so the, yeah. He was the one in the flashback. Yeah, that th- that's the, what I mean. Yeah, the regular dude that was just ridiculously strong. And yeah. So Megami is his son. And yeah,
0: I did like that. I got Magu-chan at 12. Okay. Because the joke landed, or the punchline worked, unlike Mitama. Yep. What do you got at 11?
1: I have Mission Yuzuku at 11. I just kind of like that we're moving along with the storyline, like... I do kind of agree the chapter itself is kinda disposable, but I just liked, you know, hey, we're taking out one of the subs of the enemy company group that (laughs) killed your parents. I like they they've got a logo, so it's it make it makes it feel like it's a company. Spectre. Yeah. And I just like that we're moving along with that.
0: Where are we? Number eleven. I have chainsaw man at eleven. Okay. It felt very much like a beat chapter. I think it'll read great in a collected volume, but it's very similar to last week's chapter. The gun devil just killing a bunch of people and it elaborating on his powers, which are to kill people. Yeah. And like the tension building is fine. And we also get uh, Makima's reaction, which is interesting, but I'm not really sure what to make of it yet, which I think is intentional. But yeah, that means that not much is gained from the chapter.
1: Yeah, it went. Quite a lot higher for me, mostly for the ending.
0: Yeah, the ending is interesting. But again, that makes me want to read the next chapter, yes. which I was going to anyway.
1: Yeah, but this is definitely something
0: of... It I, makes me want to read the next chapter immediately, even though that's not possible. I think this cliffhanger is... like It's relating to a subplot you're way more interested in than I am. Yeah, I'm way more interested in Denji's
1: door than yeah. you are. What do you have at number 10? I somehow have Jujutsu Kaisen at number 10.
0: I do too! That seems... Well, the weird thing is I had Jujutsu Kaisen number 12. Yes, I know. So the question becomes, what are you missing? I don't know. We'll find out later. Yeah, I've got Jujutsu Kaisen at number 10. I We talked pretty much about it. Like, I thought it was a good reveal. I'm used to being confused in Jujutsu Kaisen and thought I got it this time. Mm-hmm. And the fight stuff was really good, as often is in Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. I probably don't praise it for that enough, since it's not my favorite.
1: Yeah, now I don't know which spot is the real one.
0: Yeah, and neither do I. And I don't know what you're missing.
1: Yeah, well... We'll find out at the end, or we won't, probably. What do you uh, have at
0: nine? I've got Dr. Stone at nine. Same. We. I, I feel like yeah. we said our part Yeah, we it. did. What so do you have at
1: eight? I've got We Never Learned at eight. I was not as enthused, especially the the kind of, like I said, it felt like the safe scummy. Oh, so I'm going to see what happens when I pick for Hashi for the love confession instead of you, Uraka.
0: Yeah, this has been this entire uh, story, though.
1: Yes. I, I agree
0: with your criticism, it, but...
1: This chapter it really hit me. Okay, like, be, I think it was because he turned down the confession in this one. It was like, but why?
0: Okay, I have Black Clover at eight. Okay, don't remember a thing that happened to Black Clover. Yami fought a guy. Yep, he was like, I was shown in so hard I win. Basically, I I put it higher because I I liked the fight. Yeah, I can't remember it now. So, but I put it above the other stuff that like I typically consider in the mid card Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man. So that means I also liked it. What do you have at Lucky 7?
1: So I'm apparently missing two things, because I have Dr. Stone at number 7.
0: <laughs> do you have Jitsu Kaisen at number 7? No. <laughs> Kevin, I, why are you so bad at this this week? I don't know. I don't know what two chapters I'm missing. All right. I got We Never Learn at 7. Okay. What do you have at number 6? I got Time Paradox at 6. Okay. That, interesting. Because I feel like I was more critical of it, but I have it higher. Yep. Yeah, I think I, I just
1: liked the stuff above it more. Is really why it kind of went down there. Like, once I got to this point in the list, I was actually like, this one's number one, this one's number two, this one's number three, this one's number four. I'll put this one above it and we'll go time paradox down here. I have Ayakashi triangle at six. Oh, there's one I'm missing. Okay. I don't, i yeah. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll talk about it when you talk about it. My, I mean, I, the thing is, I'm having some trouble remembering it. I remember finding the fan service to be a lot better than last week Mm -hmm. um and i remember liking the direction i mean we have more of the cat but i don't remember anything that happened in it actually except for like the cap and the grandpa talking and like there's an enemy exorcist potentially
1: yeah that that's that's the ending of the chapter is the there's an enemy exorcist that's like oh we need to kill the ayakashi
0: Mm -hmm. i remember liking it and that's about it
1: yeah what do you got at Number five. I have Chainsaw Man of five. Okay. I, like I said, I'm really interested in this Denji door subplot. So the fact that this involved it and after the whole thing with Makima linking all of her controlled puppets together to like do a counter on the gun devil as he's attacking her to take him out seemed really cool.
0: I will say this is definitely the best storyline of Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man had like completely lost me almost. Other than sometimes it would do really cool high concept stuff. Yeah. And it kind of has me back with this. Yeah.
1: And then to follow that with Denji going out going to the apartment like apartment door to go outside and then suddenly cutting to him being in front of the weird door with it saying, No, don't do it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm really interested to see what's going on here.
0: I have hard boiled cop and dolphin at five. Oh, that's the other one I'm missing. Little girl is cute. Sea crime. Mm-hmm. That's uh, good. Yeah, I had Black
1: Clover at four. I just really liked Yami kind of like stepping up his game, especially with the the gravity the gravity demon guy being like, "Ha, there's nothing that you can do to me in this form." And Yami's just like, "All right, well, let's test out a new move." Like, it's that I just I remember it from Naruto at one point where they're fighting like copy it's the Rockley's team is fighting copies of themselves like it's some weird genjutsu copies of themselves and they're like oh we just have to be stronger than we were five minutes ago Mm -hmm. so it's yami being like because he's done this with the black bulls all the time push past your limits get stronger and he's like i'm the captain of the black bulls if i can't do that while my underlings are watching i need i should die and so he goes for a thrusting attack That literally blows the torso off of the dude.
0: Yeah, I do now remember I put it high because of the line. Oh, I I thought that was going to do a sword thrust, not a cannon. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Yeah. I've got Act Age at four. Okay. I don't know that I have anything more to say about it other than these girls are very cute together. Yeah, I have it at three. I have Time Paradox at three. Okay. So what do you got it number two I have one piece okay two. same Yep. uh mostly because like I said one piece is you know fine we're just checking in on people for most of it and then yep. the end is super good yeah but again I can see how the end goes bad so to speak yes I'm just hoping it pays off on the promise of the premise here yeah yeah and my hero super good like yep this is exactly what I've wanted from my hero for like 6 weeks now. Yeah. So.
1: And even even though you weren't as big of a fan of the cliffhanger on this one for me, it wasn't so much that Mount Lady is fighting Gigantomachio. it's that Gigantomachio is fighting like he's activated. He's going to be fighting those dudes that are over there because I can't I can't remember who's all over there now, but I know there's quite a few there's a couple of heroes that I'm really interested to see that are with that squad.
0: Yeah, and I think I overstated the Mount Lady problem because I think as a cliffhanger, that's the perfect character too. Throw against Machia. Yeah?
1: yeah, and um, she tends to do that in a lot of her scenes a lot of her scenes where she's not with Grape Kid. That, yeah. Whatever his name is. Where he's not tormenting him, but she's the show up, be giant, get knocked around to kind of show the stakes a little bit, or the one time when they're rescuing Bakugo where she like gigantifies herself to stop the pursuit. Like I really like that.
0: Yeah, it's for me it really isn't that it's I've wanted this fight between Deku and Bakugo yes. and Tomura for so long and you finally give it to me and now let's go over here. Yes. I'm like no, please not. Like but like I've said, we there are some characters who need spotlights and this is a good arc to give them to it. But I like I said there's no kid I want to fight Gigantomachia really. Yeah. And there's certainly no adult that I want to fight Gigantomachia.
1: Yeah. But there are some of the people that i like over there like i said i can't i i, know I think Kam- momo's over there i think momo's over there i think kaminari's over there
0: yeah i believe so that's um, kind of where my mental map has them
1: yeah because they were with they were not with the rest of the squad and there's a couple of the pro heroes that i like there was somebody it was somebody who like went down into the bunker saw Jigantomachio, or no is it coda that
0: i, I think I, it's I, present mike
1: well, no, I know there's somebody down there, but there's somebody down there who's like, they throw down one of their big dudes, and they're like, oh my god, there's somebody scary. I just threw him down the stairs. Like, no, there's somebody scarier. And they look, because, like, they sense manchio
0: sitting in the corner. hmm. All right. That just about does it for a jump card, I think. Yeah. We read a Flame of Wreck of Volume 6, and we will talk about it after the break. You read volume six of Flame of Recca. What did you think of this volume, Kevin? It's still it's it involves some of the stuff that I like about
1: the kind of typical shonen or tournament arc, where they kind of befriend the the enemy teams they defeat them. Like I like that bit. I like Kure showing up and taunting them. Fuko getting trapped for no reason, <laughs> that or was not maybe. not for no reason. Fuko with the dude being like she meets some mysterious dude who's like, hey, you want to see my castle? Yeah, of course. All right, just follow along with me and everything will be fine. No, screw you. I'm going to go exploring and immediately goes into a trap and is like, hey, let me out. Like He literally told you not to do that.
0: Flame of Wreck is definitely having diminishing returns for me. Mm-hmm. Part of it is, you know, like I see every week, oh, this what have they lifted from Yu Yu Hakusha this time? Yeah. More dark tournament stuff, huh? Yep. Because like I said, the... the I will agree with you, the befriending people in a tournament thing is classic shonen. Tournament arcs are a great way to introduce new characters like that. Yep. And to have the you know, excuse for the normally I beat you up until we're friends. Yes. Because there's no personal stakes in it. Yep. But this just feels very much like the dark tournament in that regard, like where you know, some of the people on the first team are clearly good guys and they're friends and some aren't.
1: That's actually mostly just the one dude who fought Fuka who they're all like, No, that that guy's a sociopath. He's he's our Eric Cartman. Sorry about
0: that. But then in the second round, you know the odds are rigged against them, and they have to you know come up with something. Is very dark tournament. Yep. But again, I feel like the dark tournament does it much better. Yeah. Because in this, it's just Fuko is over there, and she got trapped. Yeah. Oh no. Whereas, like I said, the dark tournament is you know the tournament itself is rigged against them. Yeah. And that does a really good job of like, oh, how are they gonna overcome the odds and show these guys that they do deserve to be here? Yep. Whereas this just feels like, oh, what an awful coincidence that she got written out of this arc.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the things that kind of sucks about it is that Fuka is the one who got sent away. like When she's our
0: favorite character. Yeah.
1: It's like, you could have trapped, like, Domon. Like, that, you know, that wouldn't have been as big a hit to their fighting strength. But just the fact that they were down a
0: person. I mean, I do think. Fuko makes sense from that regard, right? Cuz they don't want to do Rekka. Rekka I think would have been the best pick, honestly. But I understand why they don't want to do Rekka. Yeah. And like for this kid whose name I don't remember, the kid from the previous arc, yeah, the with the transforming sickle spear. Yep. To show up and be like, "Hey, I will be your fifth man and help you." Like them being in a down situation first makes more sense. Yeah. And Fuko is probably the best character for that, but like I said, it sucks. It doesn't feel like she has been excluded or Things are rigged against them. Yeah, it just felt like she tripped. Yeah, and did not make it in time.
1: Well, it doesn't even feel like she tripped. It was like it. It felt like they were out last night and they were like, "Make sure you get to bed, And then she was like, "No, fuck you," and overslept. Like, yeah, it was her fault. I mean, sure, she got cre- picked up by the creepy dude and she just went with that. All right, that's weird, but like, it's still your fault that you're trapped here.
0: I think also because they say, hey, it's a rule that once the the match starts, you can't substitute any fighters. So. If she shows up late, she can't join. Yeah. That creates tension for a moment before the kid shows up to help them. Yeah. But it ends the tension of, oh, can Fuca get there in time to like make the save? Mm-hmm. Which we could have had otherwise. Yeah. Because I I know is not going to die alone in a castle trap. Yeah. Um, so there's no real tension there. Yeah. Also... At the end of the speaking about the first match again, with the like, hey, let's make friends with them, Rekka like challenging the like last member to a fight seemed very Goku and not yes. very Rekka. Like, it's more and more. We had this last week too. Rekka just seems <clears throat> like an idiot that does what the plot tells him to do. Yep. Like, him putting up the healer girl whose name I also can't remember as a bet. Yeah. And like, they kind of back justify that this volume. And the reasoning sort of makes sense, but it yeah. doesn't make sense from the main character's perspective, I feel. No. And again, this is him being like, yeah, I'll fight that guy because Honor and Goku. Yes. Goku would do it. <laughs> Everyone likes a Goku. Yeah. It just felt this made Rekka seem kind of dumb, but not in the way I think I'm supposed to think he's dumb. Yeah. Just inconsistent of, like I said. And you can have that monk guy as like a background threat for later still. Even if they don't fight him, mm-hmm. you can save him for later. There's one other point I wanted to bring up. What was it? Oh, I did like some of the comedy bits, though. In particular, like the announcer falling for Rekka. Yeah. Like that weird not love triangle, but that sort of jealousy angle coming yes. in. And then the next day she's <laughs> not there. And
1: yeah. And it was like, well, uh, she watched the one match of the dude who literally ate his competitors and uh, fainted. That, fair. I, yeah. I think watching a, a, a group of five people being eaten alive would be pretty traumatizing.
0: And it kind of sucks that she's not there because she's a character I like now, but yep. it is kind of worth it for the uh, joke of her being like, no kissing you, okay?
1: Yeah, when, with the new announcer. <laughs> yeah,
0: who's like, what? You know, the second team is suitably monstrous. We have Tree Guy from previous arc, yep. only now he's Monster Tree Guy.
1: Yeah, he's literally a treant.
0: Yeah. There is some stakes established at the end of the arc that are interesting. Mm-hmm. I. it's just I I can't not see the Yu Yu Hakusho on it in a way that detracts in a way that with early My Hero Academia I could not not see the Naruto on it yeah. but I found that very interesting and fascinating because there are definitely differences there yeah. especially in things like pacing it's very clear he's taking a lot of the best tricks from Naruto yep. and using them and as My Hero Got went on it got further and further from that until the parallels don't line up anymore I just hope Flame of Rekka starts paving its own way Yeah, I it'll it'll unfortunately probably be after this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I can't see this not feeling like the dark tournament the entire time. Yeah, yeah. If if the fights are better, that would help, too. They're not bad, but nothing I've seen is blown by socks off. The Fuko ones are the best. She's not here, like we said.
1: Yeah, I'm still enjoying it, though.
0: I don't dislike it. It's just, like I said, kind of diminishing returns so of when mm-hmm. we read the first couple of volumes. Like, oh, yeah, this does feel like a lost shonen masterpiece that just for whatever reason didn't take off. And to be fair, it's similarity to you. Hakusho makes it seems like it almost should have taken off. Like yep. it should have been on Toonami with it. Yeah. I. It might be that the animes just didn't line up in time.
1: Totally possible.
0: Or rights were weird. I mean, it wasn't in Shonen Jump, so. Yeah. It is a smaller series, so to speak, audience wise. Might have been the best thing going in there.
1: Totally possible.
0: Anything else you wanted to see on Flame of Rekka? Yeah, I feel like we, you've not been going on it very long, but I, no, I I've kind of said my feel yeah, on it. It's a lot of fights because it's tournament arc time.
1: Yep. Yeah, so chapters go by really quickly. Yeah.
0: All right. Going to be maybe our shortest episode ever. We'll see. We'll see what editing does. We've had short ones before. Mm-hmm. But all that's left is personality power level. Vegeta, what does the
1: scouter say about his power level?
0: Personality power level is the segment where we rank characters from best to worst. At the very top, we have, uh, speaking of him, as we often do, Uzumaki Naruto. At the bottom, the guy who I have to speak of once a week and then try not to think of for the rest of it, that guy who's not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. Yep. I really want to read something worse than that, and at the same time, I really don't. Dead in the center, we have Tomura Shigaraki from My Hero Academia and Buggy the Clown from One Piece. Who do we want to add from Flame of Rekka this? Uh, actually, I guess first let's go through. I don't think anyone moves from this. No. But to remind... Definitely people, not much character development happens during this volume at all. But to mind, remind people where who we have on here, we have Fuko at number 21. She's the highest character on the list. Rekka's right behind her at number 22. Rekka's mom is at number 46. Domon is at number 50. And Yunagi, the healer girl whose name I can't remember, is right behind her at number 51. Mm-hmm. There's water guy, sword guy, whose name I don't remember. There's also this kid. Yep. Uh, whose name I don't remember. Come to me, Google. Is there anyone who's... Uh, we also have the villain. Is there anyone who speaks to you that we should be ranking right now?
1: Honestly, kind of the kid. Like, he joined the team. If Fuca gets back, that means they're at full fighting strength, as opposed to being a member down.
0: Yeah, I guess the one thing the Dark Tournament didn't really do is that they, the team they're currently fighting also only has four members right now, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. It seems kind of lazy because there's no explanation for why there's only four of them, especially since we find out they stomped their previous opponent because, of course, they did. It's a shounen manga. They need to squash somebody. Yeah, But it is interesting. All right. Kauru Kanagi is this character's name. Okay. So I think he's better than Domon. Yeah. He's not the lowest character, but very nearly.
1: Yep. I like the bit when we first get introduced to him where he accidentally walks in on the healer naked and is just like, not that isn't the reason he falls in love with her, but like he's starting to fall in love with her because she's like a cute girl as opposed to all of the scary
0: girls that he hangs out with. He's probably better than Rekka's mom as well. Yeah. A character that I don't, doesn't really serve a similar role, but I think is like in the same category Mm -hmm. is Ida from My Hero Academia. And I don't think he's as good as Ida. No. Right below Ida, we have Tomura from My Hero, who I'd also put him below. And Buggy the Clown, who I think is better. Right below him, we have Red from Pokemon Adventures. I would probably put him below Red personally, but we're kind of getting closer. Go for it. Right below him is Chisa Hattori from Ancient Magus Bride. I will let you make that decision. I
1: think I like Chisa more.
0: Right below her is Maka from Soul Eater. I definitely like him more than Maka, but again, we'll let you make that determination that's
1: fair i i do like the fact that he was kind of the turned villain so i could put him that's roughly the spot where i like him
0: yeah i mean right below her it is Rekka's mom so yep so kauru kanagi goes at number 45 above maka from soul eater and below chisei from ancient magus pride and that pretty much does it for this week Join us next week where, speaking of everybody's favorite Orange Ninja, we are going to be reading Naruto Volume 2. Yeah. Because I have the box set. and It's got to get some use. Believe it. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where once again, all three of our podcasts are being published regularly. Last time on video games where we talk about old video games and we just released an episode on final fantasy seven. That's really good. I think. And we have one coming up on Ocarina of time that I hope will be just as good. Those are some classic games that are 22 years old. Now my bones, both of those games can drink. As well as It's a Gundam, the show you probably listen to, statistically speaking, if you have even looked at this podcast. Yep. Although we did get ranked eight in a top ten. No, we were at ranked six in a top ten manga podcast list. A list that did not have ten entries. Yes.
1: But still, we were on there, so somebody looked at
0: us. That's true. They typed manga podcast, and they're like, this one, sure. Thank you. Give us a review on iTunes. If you want to help us get seen on more top ten manga podcasts, it would really help. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even gonna plug the Patreon this week. Although, actually, I'm putting content on the Patreon now. patreoncom slash Podcast is our Patreon page. There's no real manga content there, but me and Kevin do a show about Gundam Wing. Yeah, that's gonna be weekly through August and then go up to being monthly. So if you just love our voices and want us to hear about, want to hear us talk about suicidal princesses and suicidal princes. Yes. Neither of which are royalty. You can't. One of them is royalty secretly. We found that out. mm Hmm. Yeah, I have to end this podcast, Kevin. Is there anything you want to plug? Nope. See you next week. Be safe. You're all princes and princesses in my heart.